Today on CityCast Chicago, weed has been legal in Illinois since last year. A part of the legalization was to help black and brown people disproportionately affected by cannabis convictions get those off their record. But that process is not easy. And if you might be thinking, like, I don't know what type of cannabis conviction I had and whether it's dismissed or as convicted or the grams, right? You shouldn't have to know that. We talk to a legal expert who makes it easier. So if you got one of those charges or 3.5, you're going to want to stick around for this convo. Today is Thursday, May 20th. I'm Jacoby Cochran, and this is CityCast Chicago. First, a little bit of news, y'all. Chicago may finally be getting a public police misconduct database, but the city's inspector general says not so fast, arguing this doesn't go far enough. The mayor's ordinance only goes back to 2000 and requires two written progress reports a year. The previous version went back to 94 and required two public hearings. Illinois State Board of Education unanimously voted to require daily in-person learning in the fall. Some good news. The Obama portraits are coming to Chicago this summer. In celebration, the Art Institute is hosting a teen poetry competition. Ninth through 12th graders can submit an original poem inspired by one or both of the paintings. The deadline is this Sunday, and winners will have their poem online, and maybe the Obamas might catch a glimpse. For more Chicago stories, sign up for our daily newsletter at chicago.citycast.fm. Since Illinois legalized weed two years ago, I still know people who have struggled to clear their drug records. They've had to forego jobs or missed out on apartments, loans, all because they got caught with something that's totally legal now. Beth Johnson is with the Illinois Equal Justice Foundation in New Leaf, Illinois. They help people clear their old drug records. Beth, let's start off here. Why is it so important for people to consider getting their records cleared? Because it's not a huge conviction, right? If if you, you know, had minor possession, how is that negatively harming people, particularly black and brown folks who are almost always disproportionately charged, arrested for these crimes? Always. And you'll definitely see that in cannabis um, arrests and convictions throughout history, as well as drugs across the board. So anyone that's applied for a job, applied for an apartment, tried to get into school, wanted to get a license, What's one of the things that always comes up? A background check, right? Mm-hmm. By taking advantage of the ability to expunge or seal your records, cannabis and otherwise, what you're doing is removing that from the decision maker's equation. Um, and we have really progressive laws in Illinois for clearing criminal records overall. The sad part about it, though, is it requires action on behalf of an individual. It's not like we say, oh, we recognize all of this terrible history and decades of injustice, it still requires you to do something, right? And so I think often folks, maybe they don't think cannabis is the major issue, but it's still, by taking advantage of this New Leaf, Illinois, it's the door in. And the attorneys that are assessing records and representing folks, they don't just look at a cannabis case and ignore the rest. I thought when the bill passed and you had a conviction or you had something on your record related to cannabis, as long as it was nonviolent, it automatically go away. 
Was I incorrect in that assumption? You were partially incorrect in that assumption, and that's not unusual because that's an assumption a lot of folks had. And the confusing part about the law is that not everything was automatic. Some things require action on the part of the individual with the conviction to actually have it removed and vacated and expunged. So what's the difference between a person whose record was automatically expunged and somebody who has to go in? Are there certain types of crimes or, you know, what makes the difference for an individual? All right. So there's three routes. There's an automatic expungement of law enforcement records for folks that were never convicted. But a real fundamental part of that is the law enforcement records only one part of your record, because what else is the other record that happens when you're arrested and charged? It's a court record. Mm. Those were not automatically expunged. Oh, wow. Yeah, I don't even think I would have kind of put that two and two together. So I appreciate you breaking that down. And then there's the second avenue for expungement that was created through the governor's pardon power. And the governor's issued, you know, a couple tens of thousands of pardons. But that's only a small amount, right, of the overall picture. And you don't know if you're on the list. You don't know when you're coming up. And you still have a right to do it yourself that could go quicker. Mm. The third route is for convictions, any misdemeanor or class four, for either possessing or selling or intent to sell. So that's like if you got stopped with anything from a blunt to up to 500 grams of weed. You had to file a motion in the court where the conviction happened, asking the judge to vacate it and expunge the record. So that's the process, particularly that New Leaf, Illinois is there for. And if you might be thinking like, I don't know what type of cannabis conviction I had and whether it's dismissed or as convicted or the brands, <laughs> right? You shouldn't have to know that. You should go to newleafillinois.org, you register, and then you get to talk to an attorney that assesses your record and tells you. Mm, I love that you brought up that last part because as you were explaining the three processes, they were simple to understand, you know, from a comprehensive standpoint. But I also thought that seems like a lot of work to go through for an individual. Are people having to pay for these services, especially if you go above and beyond cannabis uh, convictions or charges or cases? It is of no charge if you fall under a certain uh, percentage of the area median income. So like a single person, I believe it's like if you make less than $48,000. If you have kids, like it's a progressively like a sliding scale. And again, it's no matter what your income, the front door, right, where you register and have an attorney consult with you, no limitation on income. The limitation would only come on in the representation if you want it in court. And that's what the state's paying for. That's what they appropriated money for, where they took part of all the sales that are happening under, you know, these, uh, as you said, these white rich men that are owning all the dispensaries. Part of that money is going into this to be able to fund these services for folks. What Johnson is talking about here is that these legal remedies were included in the cannabis legalization bill that passed in 2019. It don't matter your income. You can still get a consult. Why not? Why not get that clarification, right? Yes, ma'am. As I'm talking to you, um, I can hear in your voice how important this work is for you. And you've been doing rights restoration work for the last 15 plus years. You know, why is this work so important for you? For me personally, it's important because it's a disadvantage and inequality that we've built in our system 
that people refuse to see. What they see is, well, if you broke the law and you got arrested and convicted, of course you have a record. What they fail to see is what underlies who's getting arrested and who's getting convicted. For me, it's a way that you can rectify that in the present while simultaneously educating folks around it. And I often look at it, I grew up in the, you know, like the West suburbs or whatever. My friends use drugs, sold drugs, broke into places. They don't have records and they fail to see that advantage they had because of where they lived and the color of their skin. And so you can't change mm-hmm. the past, but you can take advantage of a legal remedy to fix that future. Beth, I appreciate you so much for taking time today to talk with us at CityCast Chicago. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Before I let you go, we heard Mayor Lightfoot is doing some interviews, including with Bella Boss from the tribe that's out today. And you can hear Bella on CityCast Chicago next week. That's our show for Thursday, May 20th. As always, I appreciate you for listening. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Peace.